You are listening to CITR 101.9, Ink Studs. It is Thursday. It's 2.05. And that was a little Einstein's and Neubauten. I brought the wrong CD, so I played the wrong track, but it was still a good track. Ich bin off the album Five Off the Open Rented Open Ended Richter Scale in German I don't know. I'm not gonna pronounce the German. The reason I played it is because Blixa Bargold's coming to town on Saturday to come and read poetry or some odd thing through an effects processor. It's gonna be arty, it's gonna be fun. This is Ink Studs, the radio show about comics. And today we're gonna talk about Mr. Ivan Brunetti. <sighs> And I think that sigh that Colin let out pretty much sums up how you feel after re- what are you, you, reading Ivan so Brunetti. Depressed. You have like two or three reactions. One is... You can't be serious. Yeah. You're severely depressed. Just mm-hmm. everything's over. The other is you want to be the most vilest person in the room. Or you probably think you already are. Yeah. yeah. Or after reading that, you think, thank God someone thinks worse thoughts than I do. Yes. So I'm going to start the show out with the fo- first and most important thing, viewer discretion. If you are offended at all easily, if you are under the age of 18, turn off your radio now. 
Or listen anyways and be offended. <laughs> Just don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, we warned you. Please tune in back at 3 o'clock to listen to Rhymes and Reasons if you are easily offended. I apologize now. I'm going to be saying some vile things. I'm just repeating. Within context. Within, I'm just reading what Ivan's been saying and what we've all been thinking. If you want to call in, uh, you can call us at 604-822-CITR or UBCCITR, I guess, or 604-822-2487. Like I said, if you're offended, you know, don't get mad at us. We've warned you. Hey, well, shall we start? Let's, Let's start offending. Start with uh, Ivan Brunetti was born in Italy in 1967. Moved to Chicago at the age of 8, 1975. And uh, his first comic book was published by Antarctic in 1994, reprinted by Fantagraphics, who went on to publish uh, Schizo... Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Schizo, Schizo 1. Well, Schizo 1. Schizo 2 came out in 96, Schizo 3 in 98, Schizo number 4 came out just last month or so. Yep, so, so eight years. Eight years, four comics, and Ha, which is a collection I don't have. Bougie has it. Ah, well, I forgot to ask him about that. And, well, what can we say about Ivan when he first came out? Um, autobiographical cartoonist 1994 had a bad reputation for being... You know, self-pitying, self-loathing, self-indulgent, and self-hatred, and misop—you know, misanthropic. Misanthropic. Those, those, are, those are common things that were thrown at autobiographical cartoonists. And then Ivor Brunetti shows up with extreme self-loathing, suicidal thoughts, um, scatological, sexual. Uh, Self-loathing, self-hatred mixed in with... Hating everyone else. Everyone else on the planet mixed in with Catholic guilt and resentment of the church. Just came out in this incredible stew of vileness. Why don't I just sum it up with the uh, cover of the first issue. Um, with uh, Mr. Brunetti drew uh, himself with five heads with different kind of characteristics of his face. You know, different styles of art. With him saying, my body is a gulag. Mm-hmm. Do you think that pretty much sums up... Zany, madcap, degenerate filth, which is on the top of the comic also, also, uh, you know, sums it up nicely. But what it is, it's just, it's just a barrage. The first three, two or three of the schizos in particular, are just a barrage of self-loathing and hatred of, of of every living being on the planet except maybe his cats does he have cats can he take care of cats he's got two cats he's got, he's got linus and schroeder he's also more, a big more. peanuts fan yes which you'll see uh reoccurring in different ways throughout his work um including the latest issue which starts out with an ode to peanuts Oh yeah, he was also it. apparently he was also named after Ivan the Terrible. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I guess this is what they do in Italy. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna name my kid Stalin. <laughs> that ought to be popular. But uh, like a lot of autobiographical cartoonists, he basically he spends a lot of time addressing the reader. But I don't think I've ever seen anybody go on at the incredible lengths. Just page after page of rather dense. There are times in his comics, his early comics, where the words take over the entire page. That actually, that one page in the first issue, there's the that Colin, or it's the second issue that Colin's talking about, where it is in fact a page of words uh, suitable to be equated with um, Dave Sim and his uh, cerebuses. It's actually actually someone, a, a character in the comic, not Ivan, that talks for that page. It's that the filthy Jesus. hippie. Oh, is that, that That's Jesus? Jesus I just thought it was some hippie. I just couldn't get around to reading it all the way through. <laughs> no, like I say, uh, Ivan is also full of Catholic guilt and resentment and anger towards the church. And yeah, that's Jesus and Ivan basically talking about how much they hate the human race and it should be exterminated. So, suicide's cool. Besides, how can you trust... 
someone who's never wanted to kill himself. Anybody that can't hate himself must be truly vile, right? That's Jesus talking. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the sort of thing they don't Jesus doesn't say in Sunday school. Yeah. Um in fact he's uh gotten uh, a little you know, he's upset some people with his comics. Um, or even just his points of view. There's one part in the third issue where he talks about someone that he worked with uh, almost beating the crap out of him because he said he was, uh, wasn't was religious. I forget the term he used. But An atheist. atheist. Yes, one of those funny folks. Mm. Those heathen atheists. Now, with uh, Ivan Brunetti, if you can find all this stuff, the, for the latest issue of Schizo is available did recently come out, and you should be able to find it at most finer comic stores. I know Rx has it on Main. I know Lucky's on Main has it. I'm pretty sure the comic shop would have it. I wouldn't hold my breath at the Golden Age uh, Book and Comic Emporium, but they probably have some. Probably. Um, check it out. It's, uh... First thing you'll think if you know your comics is, wow, this... He's been reading a lot of Chris Ware lately. Um, it's big. It's oh, not you're talking just about the the issue number four, which is a bit of a departure. It is a bit of a departure for Ivan. It's actually um, a little bit uplifting. I think Colin, you have a point about about the the departure that you'd like to address. Well, in this collection, it's a collection of one page, two page shorts, and. Um, I think it reflects the fact that even though there is a story in here about 300 aspirins and um, and a glass of whiskey, they're like, it, like getting that close to committing actual suicide. Weirdly enough, the general tone of the strip is a little more uplifting, and it also reflects something that I think that a lot of people, when they read Schizo, they might not pick up on is the fact that Ivan Brunetti is a very skilled graphic artist. He is. His uh, original books tend to be just really grotesque self-caricatures of himself, but as the series goes on, you see more and more reflection of his knowledge, wide knowledge of comics, particularly early comics. Um... <clears throat> Uh, the graphic styles of uh, 1950s, the influence of Chris Ware, which uh, Ivan Brunetti actually acknowledges because they both live in Chicago and they do spend time talking about comics. And his also he has a, uh, Ivan also has great skill in mimicry, like Wither Shermy, the cover story for Schizo Number 4 is uh, a tribute to Charles Schultz, drawn in a peanut style. You'll see other ones that have been influenced by, oh, like I say, 1920s, 1930s cartooning styles. There's one Spanish artist whose name I cannot remember. I see in that, and a bit of Chris really? Ware. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the Spanish artist that is stuff. And also... That's uh, a good eye on your part, Colin. Ah. Yeah, if I could only remember the name, it would be more impressive also, uh, something I've always suspected about autobiographical cartoonists, such as myself, is that um, a, a fascination with autobiography, also, I think, also reflects a fascination with history. You'll see that uh, Chester Brown went through his autobiographical phase before doing Louis Riel. And in this comic, and uh, Ivan does uh, biographies of people like Kierkegaard and... Um, Francois Hardy. Yeah, that? and all these, and that one was actually originally the Francois Hardy one was originally printed in uh, the Fanographics Music, oh. the comic book journal special. You know, huge thick special on music. So I'll just say special again because it was special. And some of the people he talks about are pretty obscure. Like uh, I think was Joe's. Jos Carl Heismans. Or it'd be Joris? Joris? Joris Carl? Heisman. So you, you kind of wonder, did he make some of these people up? <laughs> Ivan Brunetti, are you a big fib? But they're neat. They're interesting. They're very kind of, I don't know. Louise like, Brooks. Eric Satay. Who apparently did exist. I was informed right before the show. 
I hadn't heard the person, but and the lovely I'm just one on Mondrian. That one's really I really enjoyed that one. The different styles. It's like I. It's quite interesting that what Ivan's done is all three of the skits, so it's the first three, are all black and white. Um, each of them does, there is a different style in each one. I think it's important to really, like, differentiate. I think there's an advancement in style. There's an advancement in style. Um, but there's also, more than just an advancement, it's a completely different style. The first one, very much influenced by Robert Crumb and Pete Begg, the oh, first strip no. in it. Very, like, you look at that and you can see, like, you know... He, he wears that on his sleeve. A lot of crumb in here. Especially his nose. <laughs> um, and then, you know, his general... He goes into general satires of um, comic strips with such lovely titles as I'm warning you now, just before I start saying the titles, parental discretion, My Bloody Anus, Drink My Piss Motherfucker, The Square, Ain't She a Cunt, Her Vagina Had Teeth, Oops. Grandpa needs dildos. Please hurt my oversized testicles. Dim-witted genetic atrocity with the big heart on. Pontiff in my pants. Mass murderers are pretty cool. Pardon my sodomy, son. Miss Anthrope. The nun with two dicks. Neil Litzt. Uh, don't, don't even ask in the 50-pound clitoris. That was a mouthful, Colin. Yes. And right across that is the illustration of... Do we even mention this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'm just, an, just another completely screwed up Catholic boy, which has... Uh, Jesus masturbating through... His stigma. stigmata. <laughs> now, I've read interviews with, with Ivan Brunetti, and he swears that he is... Um, he doesn't. He, he's kind of freaked out by what he draws. It makes he, he's not really enjoying himself when he draws some of this stuff. Do you think it's like a form of therapy for him? The, the I, I, art process. I wonder honestly uh, if Ivan Brunetti did not have this means of expressing himself, would he be alive today? On that note. <laughs> Why don't we take a second to ponder, talk among yourselves, and I'm going to play a little Manitoba.
It's a subduing studs today. We're taking it easy. Keeping it chillin'. laid back. Just chilling. Chilling. We be chilling. So, I guess it's a little news time. Uh, I have some sad news. Uh, cartoonist Seth Fisher, uh, what, a personal fave of mine, uh, really, really talented, passed away. I think it was yesterday. Um, I don't have any information of what actually happened, but I was informed last night by my good friend Robin Bougie about it, and i just like to, you know, take a second just to say, you know, he's, you know, up there as one of, like, one of the newer, more original artists. Um, what titles did he work on? He worked on, he did this Fantastic Four, I think it was it Fantastic Four in Tokyo? Mm-hmm. Um... He did an issue of the new Doom Patrol, which, you know, that issue was good. He uh, did a series called Riverdale um, for Vertigo, which was one of his early things. Isn't that where the Archies live? Yeah, I know, but it was brilliant. It was His, his art was really beautiful. He did the uh, Vertigo uh, Tokyo. Oh, I remember Tokyo Pop. That was, that was really well done. Yeah, that, yeah, that's from Tokyo. We're just looking at some art, art of his online. Really beautiful, um, exquisite detail. I think he's like really like he was going to be the next like Jeff Darrow, only you know actually put out comics. <laughs> well, detailed, but um, but 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 story. still readable. Yeah, it's just incredible. Like the stuff that he would he would have pumped out and um, really psychedelic. Um, like some of this imagery, like there's one panel here with a Green Lantern's head with his tongue coming out and people walking up the tongue. I guess like what's the best way to describe his style? It's like a a mix between like Mobius. I, I'd almost say uh, it's pretty original. Uh, I'd say influence of Tintin. Tintin, yeah. Influence, yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't the argue North with American that. aesthetic, yeah. Um, Frank Queeley, I'd say there's some influence of Frank's in there. We mentioned Jeff Darrow. Yep, Jeff Darrow, definitely some Jeff Darrow influence. It, it seems like he always has excellent colorist on his stuff, and it's just like, you know, it's it's pretty sad. Um, go and check out some of his stuff at your local comic store. He did a gra- Green Lantern uh, graphic novel called Will World. Um, Vertigo Pop Tokyo. Um, what else? A bunch of other stuff. He did a Fantastic Four thing, Fantastic Four and all these weird monsters. Check it out. You know, give the guy some props. It's pretty sad. Um, look for more information. I don't really have much more right now. Uh, John H. Williams III, one of my faves, wrote a little post for uh, the Comic Book Resources website. Um, yeah. Sad. On a different note, um, some upcoming events you can expect with us on the Ink Studs. Next week we will be joined by our friend and general madman who? Robin Bougie. Oh, that one. He's been on here once with us before and before when it was the Onomatopoeia show. Did I pronounce that right? I never pronounced it right. Onomatopoeia. I'm gonna pee I'm going to pee He will be joining us to talk about... I've just upset Colin. No respect. No, respect. <laughs> no I, I got respect. I just don't like big words. <laughs> big words. Big words. You think me. Nah. Head hurt. Head hurt. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new issue of Cinema Sewer, which will be launched next week, next Friday night at RX Comics. They'll be having a launch for the newest issue of Cinema Sewer. Come down, check it out. It's going to be the prison-themed issues, issue, and I'm hoping to talk to Bougie about some other stuff, about some of his past comic creations. You know, he's pretty. Uh, Is it tomorrow? Next week. Oh, don't worry, Colin. Don't worry. Okay. But it's it, you know I'm excited. I saw that he sent me an email. The cover. It's nice. It's a nice cover. It's different than all his other covers. Um. No woman having her clothes torn off? Oh, there's that. Oh. But different art style. Okay. For a minute there, you had me worried. Yeah. Um, 
we will be doing in the future. I've just exchanged some emails with Mr. Bob Fingerman. I'm very excited. He's going to be doing uh, over the phone interview. We'll be interviewing him over the phone from his uh, palace in New York. I don't think it's probably doesn't live in a palace. It's, it's New York, and things in New York are expensive and stuff. But I'm very excited about that. His latest graphic novel, the collection of. I don't know if it's collection or reinterpreting of its minimum wage series. Minimum wage redux. Yeah, kind of. You know, redo. Mm. It's excellent. I really recommend it. Beg the question. And he has a couple other books: as Zombie World, and I can't remember the name of the other one. It's about this weird meat pounding artist. You'll like it, Colin. I think you'll get a good laugh out of it. I'll have to show it to you. Um, I'm sorry if you're listening, Bob. If I forgot the name of the other one, I'm useless, aren't I? Uh, 604-822-2487 if you want to call in, CITR 11.9. Um, another show we'll be doing, uh, I think probably around the end of this month, uh, I'm kind of, everyone seems to be getting jabbed about this, uh, we'll be joined by Luke Meat and Bryce, is it Dunn? Is that his last name? I believe so. Uh, both, uh, staffers here at CITR, and we're going to be talking about rock and roll comics, or comic guys, you know, music and comics are the influence in both. I think it originally started out as, why do all these comic artists do shitty album covers? The album covers are the good. The album covers are good. It's but the, the albums is, suck. Yeah. And then all the stuff Luke was pulling out was stuff he liked. Uh, the only thing we could really think of that sucked was that Janis Joplin album that uh, Robert Crumb did. Was it Cheap Thrills? I, I don't know. So. I, I'm not, I hate I'm Janis not a Joplin. Janis Joplin guy. Yeah, I'm going to have to just say it. It's Janis Joplin, and that's enough to make me angry. Stinking hippies. Yeah, stinky whiskey-drinking hippies. Put down that bottle of Southern Comfort, Janis. Yeah. And then uh, we'll have some more interviews coming up. Uh, Colin and I had a little chat yesterday. We had lunch. I had a grilled cheese sandwich, and Colin had eggs, and we uh, talked Perhaps about... the listeners would like to let us know if there's somebody that they would like. That's true. Anyone you think we should be talking to, local or not? Um, we have phone cards. Or you can call us. <laughs> um, we also have a website, w, or uh, just uh, inkstuds.livejournal.com. That's inkstuds.livejournal.com. I'm sorry I haven't been on the ball and updating it much. Um, next week I'll have something more written up for the uh, Robin Bougie, and also have something for the Bob Fingerman. Uh, I try to update it at least once a week to kind of say what's happening this week's show. We also have an Ink Studs um, guest book. I like to call it, which has numerous drawings in it, which I have to get around to getting scanned and posting to show what all our guests have drawn in the guest book. Somehow, thematically, it's ended up people just drawing themselves. I never actually specifically wanted a theme, but the radar friends are like, what are we supposed to draw? I'm like, I don't know, draw whatever you want. And they all, well, everyone's drawn themselves. I didn't notice that, but I guess it's everyone drawing themselves. Well, so you can see what they look like. <laughs> After listening to them on the radio, they can look at their drawings of themselves and, yeah and just keep in mind that they are drawings uh yeah cartoon caricatures always, yeah um especially when you see colin's drawings of himself he tends to be uh a little self-deprecating in some of his drawings well somebody told me it was a general rule that uh women cartoonists draw themselves better looking than they are and <laughs> men cartoonists draw themselves looking worse than they are and certainly the one time I did meet Ivan Brunetti, he, he was smiling and, and he was much more presentable than the way he draws himself in his in his work. And you've met a fair amount of artists, so would you think that is pretty much the rule of thumb? I uh, was at a convention in Portugal with Joe Sacco, and I remember him as being charming, witty, funny. Um, I remember... Him being very popular, popular with the ladies at this convention. But I'm fairly convinced that if he actually sat down and drew a comic about his time at the convention in Portugal, it would have been all about himself as being this gibbering idiot that nobody wanted to talk to and how much he loathed every minute of it. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. Of course, then... Comic guys, give yourself a little respect. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I just find that the worse I draw myself, the more people recognize me. 
Oh, on that note, let's segue back into Mr. Brunetti. Yes. We have been talking about Ivan Brunetti because the new issue of Schizo came out a couple weeks ago. It's big. It's mean. Actually, it's a it's little not, lean. It's not so mean. No, but it's big. It's big. It's big. But it's, it's like good. 11 by 17 big, I think. Yeah, I guess. Let's see. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. By 17. Yeah, it's big. It's big. It's not going to fit on your bookshelf. But if you collect Acme Novelty Library, which you should be... I'm sending mean looks to anyone who's not. It'll fit with your collection. I remember the first time Schizo came out, and I'm I've been known to do a bit of autobiographical comics myself, and I remember well at the time in the mid '90s the common complaints about autobiographical cartoonists and how people would just diss. Miss, dismiss autobiographical comics because it was, you know, too self-indulgent, full, too full of self-loathing, and uh, you know I've done a bit of that myself. But then, it kind of annoyed me because then Ivan Brunetti came out with this comic, which was extreme self-loathing, extreme self-pity, and and done all the things that were supposed to be really bad, every terrible cliche of autobiographical cartoonists, he did to the extreme, and people loved him for it. It was odd. It was like, well, these are all the cliches taken to as far as they can go. Maybe that's why. Because Because they're just beyond. Yeah. So when I first started picking up Schizo and reading it, I really had to ask myself... Why am I doing this? Why am I punishing myself? Because it's not... I don't know. Well, what did you think when you first picked up Schizo? Do you, did you find it kind of hard to no. read? I've only read issues three and four before today. Mm-hmm. I giggled. Especially with such... Um, w- okay, remember, viewer discretion is advised. If you're listening and you're easily offended, please tune in back at 3 o'clock to listen to Rhymes and Reasons. Okay, such titles such as Diaper Dyke and Captain Boyfuck, I howled. Um, let's see, what else was uh, Gruff But Conley Old Ass Huffer? Um, let's see, I'm sorry, I'm dead air. Queefy, Baby Dickhead, and uh, probably my favorite in here You Smell Like Dog Shit. Once again, these are more of his uh, parody satire strips. I was thinking more of his autobiographical work, where he's just basically raging at the reader and explain and and going on and on and on endlessly about how much he hates everyone and everything, including himself. It was grueling. I mean, there there are sections of Schizoid one and two. I've never actually managed to complete because I just can't imagine anybody going on for such length about how much he hates everything. But it's so good. (laughs) Didn't you worry about the person that wrote these things? You know, I wouldn't worry necessarily. When when I'm reading something like that where it is so self-deprecating, so hating, I look at it as that's that's person avenue. Everyone's vile in some form or another. And his way of letting out his vileness is doing comic strips about how much he hates everything and stuff. And you know... But yeah, I, I mean, I can certainly see myself in some of his strips. Uh, you know, some of the, the self-loathing and, and, you know, my darker days of um, misanthropic hatred. But could you see yourself in any of this? Um, not the lowest of lows, probably, but some of his thoughts about other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of understand, you know. Maybe I just hate everyone. I don't hate everyone. I love you all, especially listeners to the show. Cue cheesy music. But, you know, it's like... I don't know. It's harking back to our first interview on Ink Studge when we talked to Seth, and where he's like, you know, the whole his whole reason for autobiographical comics is it's a story to tell. And Ivan's story isn't one of love, it isn't one of joy, 
probably opposite of anything by uh, Michelle Rabigliotti. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Paul in the summer. Yeah. This would be more like Paul in the downtown east side. <laughs> Paul's got a heroin habit. Um, you know, it's his story. He, he kind of feels like he's got all this kind of pent up stuff in him that this is a way of letting it go. And maybe he just wants to, you know, push buttons. Maybe that's a big part of it. Hmm. Do you think, like... Uh, the sense I get is that... I, I don't know. I don't... I mean, I know it's it's easy to think that people draw disgusting, disturbing things to push buttons. I don't think Ivan's like that. He has, actually, a reluctance with some of the things he draws. Um... And I just can't see anybody who is this obsessive going to such lengths to express himself. I can't imagine that being a put-on job of any kind. I mean, there are faster and easier ways to offend people. I There's something i like to bring up right now, Colin. You brought this up during our break when we were sitting here listening to music and chatting. Would you please relay this story for uh, listening the one, the one time audience. I actually met Ivan Brunetti was at um, SPX in Silver Springs, Maryland in 1997. Unfortunately, it was such a busy time. It was such a busy convention. I didn't have a chance to sit down and talk to him. I must admit, at the time, I was a little nervous to realize I was standing next to Ivan Brunetti. Um... You know, I was wondering, is, does he have, like, explosives strapped to his person? Um, All jihad style. But, you know, he wasn't he wasn't what you might expect. He, he was smiling, even. He seemed like a fairly happy guy. Um, I didn't talk to him for long. But uh, to my great pity, um, uh, to my regret, he asked me to do a drawing in his sketchbook. And the drawing that he asked everyone to do in his sketchbook was how he would die. He wanted everyone to draw his death. And uh, unfortunately, I just couldn't think of anything. Like You're looking at somebody and, oh, I'm supposed to draw you dying. <laughs> now, does that say something about a person? I think it says something about their sense of humor. You know, it's very dark sense of humor. Personally, I, I, like I said, sometimes I have trouble finding this stuff funny because it's just too painful to find funny, a lot of it. But, yeah. Um, How was it he described himself? It was He described it as he's a, an Italian suicidal Jew, uh, Woody Allen. Oh, that's what, uh, yeah, he, that's what me made me think of, like Woody Allen if he was Italian and suicidally depressed. Yeah. Although every so often in his strip, he, you know, he'll be going on and on and on about something, and then he'll say, no, really, you got to take me seriously. I really mean this, what I say when I say I want to kill myself. And on a good note is through much of his uh, comics, the first three issues of Schizo, it's all about how rough his life is and how upset he is and how much his wife doesn't understand him. He was uh, married for seven years, if you can imagine it, before uh, they were divorced. And now he's divorced with a new lady and on meds. Well, I would, I'm glad to report that I read in a recent interview, more recent interview with Ivan Pernetti, and things are happening for him. His life is picked up. He has a new lady. Apparently, he's planning to get married again. Uh, he is working a, a steady job at Columbia University doing their website. He has put together an anthology of comics. What's it called? I think it's anthology of graphic fiction that'll be coming out from Yale University Press, which includes a whole roster of people like Charles Schultz, Windsor McKay, Dan Klaus, Spiegelman, Bag, Matticelli, Hernandez's, Sala, Lutz, Phoebe Glockner. Oh, one of my faves. It's going to be uh, a lot of my faves, actually. It's going to be an amazing collection. 
that he's bringing out. And at the same time, he's curating a show at Columbia College's A plus D Gallery. Um, so if you're in New York... The cartoonist I, but I, I'm not sure that may have happened already. September through Saturday, October... Yeah, I think it's a little late, Colin. Yeah. September 8th through Saturday, October 22nd. So, yeah, that and has happened. February. Um, I haven't. I have not yet seen the uh, anthology of graphic fiction. But yeah, I don't think it's out yet. becoming like the go-to guy for uh, vis- uh, comic art in uh, Chicago. He's teaching courses in, graf- in writing comics and writing graphic novels. So his life seems to be picking up. That's good. But, of course, when that happens, what do you do comics about? That's a good question. Well, I, I think that's time for uh, everyone to take a minute and think about it. When, If you base your career on doing miserable comics, and what do you do when you're happy? Are you going to do happy comics? Well, Are I, you gonna- I think that we can be rest assured that no matter how good life gets for Ivan Brunetti, the misery will still be with him. Because this guy is obvious. I'm no doctor, but this guy is obviously suffering from a level of depression which is clinical. And on that note, I'm going to take a quick break. Depression, clinical, time for... All by myself by Nancy Sinatra off her uh, Sugar album. Ooh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, Colin. Really.
Ink Studs. CITR 101.9 FM. That was Nancy Sinatra off the album uh, that Sugar. That was Nancy Sinatra? No. First it was Nancy oh. Sinatra. The song was All By Myself off the album Sugar, followed up by Venus Cures All. The song is Heaven Earth. And I don't know the name of the album because it's in some fancy paper case and some people can't be bothered to put an album name on the case. Yeah, too freaking arty for that, man. Too arty. It's a pretty arty case. See that? Mm. So we have a couple quick things. Uh, reminder, next week, Robin Bougie will be on air with us to talk about Cinema Sewer and all sorts of other stuff. He is the filthiest man I know. And I know a lot of filthy people. Mm. Well, I, I just wanted to mention one last thing about old Ivan Bernetti. In case we left the wrong impression... I just wanted to point out again that Ivan Bernetti's, although his subject matter is rather extreme, it's all done in a very friendly, cartoony style, heavily influenced by, you know, peanuts, amongst other things. So the comics themselves are not graphic, I would say. Uh, not terribly graphic. Uh, a little graphic, perhaps. But I just wanted to read out a quote from an interview with Ivan Bernetti. Um... This is what Ivan Bernetti says about his own work. Now, you you remember what we were talking about earlier there, Robin? According to Ivan Bernetti, I tend to hold a lot back. <laughs> All the stuff we talk about, that's his restrained response. I try not to show things. I find that when you don't do that, it's too vulgar. A lot of things strike me as being too vulgar. I'm sure people would be really surprised at how squeamish, and I don't know what the word is, I'm just kind of offended by vulgarity, but then I've drawn some of the filthiest, most horrible things anyone ever drawn. Probably. See, the stuff we've been talking about isn't even... Yeah, it, that, that is the restrained Ivan Brunetti. I'm frightened <laughs> and crawling in my own skin. No, I'm not. Honestly... Yay to Ivan Brunetti. You're a talented man. Uh, put out comics more than once every uh, eight years, and I'll be happier. Thank you very much to Robin Bougie for uh, letting us borrow his uh, schizos one and two and, and three. three. Um, I've only got three and four at home. I don't have one and two because my comic store hasn't got them in for me yet. Oh, uh, And if you're listening, get them for me. In the interview... Uh, Ivan says he's thinking about doing a graphic novel collection of the first three schizos. I already have number three, though. I just want one and two. No whining! Oh. Or I'll cut your head off and, you know. You don't want to know the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the display that Colin just made for us. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Reading this stuff has an effect on me. It has an effect. I think uh, there's a Comics Jam coming up soon, isn't there? A what? Comics Jam. I just realized. Well, they're usually every third Saturday. Third Saturday. Okay, never mind then, because it's only the first Saturday. A um, couple of quick things then. Just a couple of quick things before we leave for the week and return next week with Mr. Bougie. Um, there's a comic strip in the Netherlands, in Denmark. Denmark? Denmark, that's been causing a lot of problems. Comics in the news. Comics in the news. A man is pretty much running scared for his life right now because of comics. Well, actually, it's it's several cartoonists in Denmark apparently all put out these these political cartoons featuring little Muhammad jokes on Muhammad. And of course, if you know about Islam, you're not it's not even kosher to do a picture of Muhammad, no matter how flattering. Is it kosher to use the term kosher with Islamism? Um, halal, halal, halal. <laughs> it's not a good idea to do. You, you're not supposed to represent the, the Prophet Muhammad in pictures that's a no-no and um these danish cartoonists started putting out these comics about muhammad and now uh people are running for their lives uh, aid workers uh counselor workers people any europeans in the gaza strip are now running for their lives because the mobs are after them it's spreading around uh, to Pakistan and other Muslim countries, and there are threats of uh, bombings. It's people find it more offensive. It's these cartoons so offensive that that people could get killed because of this. Yeah, and we can all remember Seven Rushdie and what happened 
uh, with him having to basically run for his life for several years. So, and that Danish, uh, sorry, uh, a Dutch filmmaker Van Gogh, Van Gogh, who was murdered because of a film he did. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna say thank you for listening to Ink Studs. Um, try and search the web to find some. Yeah, the cartoons we were talking about seem to have disappeared from the websites of the newspapers involved. Yeah. I guess they don't want to die. Well, they don't want people to get killed because of cartoons, but it just shows you that comics still have the power to offend. (laughs) Especially after talking about offensive stuff like uh, Mr. Brunetti. So, listen in. Uh, I'm just going to finish off with some... uh, French-Canadian Les Georges Leningrad off their Black uh, Eskimo album this song Black Eskimo I don't even remember what it sounds like so let's hope it's good sounds like a Black Eskimo wah wah Hello, 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 